Hello, and welcome to Pixel Talk episode 46. This is the first official episode of uh, Crew Number 2. Ooh. I'm your host, Julian. Joining me this week is uh, Joachim. Hi, everybody. Uh, you'll know, if you're a rec- regular listener to the <laughs> show, you'll probably recognize him. He's uh, the only person on the show besides myself who's, who's been on episodes before. Uh, yep. So joining us for the first time is uh, Patrick. Hello. And uh, you're you're new to the site, correct? You you kind of just started. Yeah, kind of. I think I've been here like a month. Okay, maybe... so yeah, I mean we're we're kind of mostly rookies here. I I think I've just been here about three months right now. So uh, this is definitely we're the rookie. A... We're the rookie sensation that's sweeping the nation. Exactly. Oh yeah. And uh, that's the <laughs> voice of my co-host Rob. Hello, hello, hello. And Rob is. Brand spanky new to Pixel Bit. Uh, you're going to start seeing his stuff uh, going up right now. And um, uh, he's my co host because we've known each other for a long time. And what Entirely we've realized. Too long. Yeah, too long. And what we've realized over the, the time is that we're basically the same person, except <laughs> when we're not. And when we're what? not, we're really not to the point where we yeah. kind of want to punch each other in the face. So, like, um, like our that, discussion of a certain movie villain's voice. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. (laughs) Um, We'll finish that. But yeah, um, so yeah, this is uh, crew number two, and um, we're basically the next generation of the Pixel Talk podcast, which means a couple things. It means that we're going to take you on an awesome journey at some point, but you kind of got to bear with us because things are going to be a little crappy for a little bit. Um, for example, we're wearing the really skin-tight suits right now. Um, we've kind of yeah. got Tasha Yar over in the background doing whatever. Uh, Rob has a baby face. He doesn't have the beard yet. Not yet. So, so just bear with us because we are going to, you know, take you to some awesome places. But it's going to be a little rocky at the start. Uh, so, yeah. It'll be, um, it'll be good going, though, um, once we hit our stride. And uh, hopefully that'll happen sooner than later. Exactly. Hopefully we won't have our, our uh, version of uh, Dr. Pulaski come on. Can you tell I've been watching a lot of Next Generation? wrong with that? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> There's not a single thing wrong with uh, Next Generation, so this that's true. fine. So, so yeah, um, real quick before we get into our the meat of our discussion today, um, this is going to be a little bit of a different podcast than what Crew 1 does. Uh, not to take anything away from Jesse and Mike, I think their show is awesome. Um, it's very focused very professional. That's eh, not really me. Uh, I, I like to ramble. I like to get off on tangents. I like to go into some weird territory, you know, albeit gaming related, but I want this show to be looser, a little more raw. Rob likes to curse. Um, I do. That's okay on this podcast. He can do it. Yeah. Rob, lay one down, lay one down for me. Cocksucker. There we go. Uh, that, that's go. the type of fun that you can have here. <laughs> that uh, was mild. That was mild. Come I, on. I want to save the good ones for when I'm passionate about something. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, we're going to have a lot more fun. Well, I mean, they have fun there as well, but we're going to have some fun with the show. Well, um, fun in a different way. That's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we are going to have discussions, but um, every week might be a little bit of a different thing. Uh, this week, however, uh, I figured since our uh, Game of the Year uh, feature just went up uh, last week on Pixel. Uh, 
uh, I thought this would be a really good opportunity to kind of talk about those games for a little bit, but also, I mean, we all have our own games that we kind of championed for Game of the Year, and even though we all came together for voting, uh, right. you know, our favorites can't always win. And even though I think we all stand behind, you know, the final list, we, we've all got a couple of games that we'd like to kind of talk a little bit about before they get forgotten moving into 2012. Of course. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, like, let's let's talk about some Game of the Year stuff. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go first? <laughs> Well, I'll kick it off if uh, if everyone's cool with that. By all means. All right, because I'm I'm just gonna throw my number three choice for game of the year because I know it's gonna be the most controversial one on any of the lists that I presented tonight. Dead Island. <laughs> oh, dead the bomb. Dead sweet killer, sweet mother effing island. It's all right. Skyrim won a lot of game of the year awards, and it's just bug infested. So. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that, yes, yes. You know, I, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a big Bethesda fan. I'm always going to be a big Bethesda fan. I don't buy Bethesda games when they come out because all I need to do is wait seven, eight months and a brand spanking new game of the year edition with everything for yeah. free is yeah, given away. So it, it doesn't really, it, I don't know. It's it doesn't really behoove me to go out and buy a brand new copy of Skyrim as much as I'm dying to kill a dragon. Uh, I can wait a few months. I have no problem with that. Yeah, that midnight launch was pretty cool, though. I don't know if you got to see it, but my friends pre-ordered it, and there was like people camped out everywhere, and they all they That's all looked like cool. from underground and stuff. It was hilarious. But I went in, and I pre-ordered Super Mario 3D Land. <laughs> you were that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, going back to my my number three choice. Um, Dead Island. I, I'm just having too much fun with that game, and I know it has its problems. I know it doesn't live up to that really fantastic trailer, whatever. But um, I've never felt more like a zombie killing machine in my entire life than when I play that game. Um, counting Left 4 Dead and counting Dead Rising, even though technically Left 4 Dead they're not zombies, but still, huh. I just I'm I feel like a monster in that game, and I feel like. When I hit a wall with it, typically whenever I run into one of the thugs who are like the the heavy hitting um, muscle bound type dudes type zombies, um, it's always a really white knuckle brawl, and I like that. It's a uh, it's a challenging game. It certainly has its problems. I'm never going to say it it doesn't, but I think it's it's got some really great dialogue. It's got some really great storytelling elements, and. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, you know, I, I have some emotional attachment to some of the characters, including the the character that I'm playing as, who's Sam B, the rapper. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because it's basically like play as the rapper, play as the bodyguard, or play as the football player, or play as the girl who likes knives. So it's like one of those four. I chose the rapper because I I felt I felt strongest for him. So now, see everything that I heard about that character. It kind of turned me off from the game before it came out because it <laughs> yeah. it seemed to go like so against what that game was being sold to me as initially. Right. And part of that is that trailer. That I think mean, that trailer did more harm than good in the in the long run. Yeah, but um, it, his story, uh, the, the Sam B character's story, is actually pretty. It's pretty cool. You know, he's like a has been rapper who just happens to be on this island when it happens. Like I don't, I don't know. I just I. I relate to him 
in that I'm a rapper. No, I'm not at all. But uh, (laughs) I just, I relate to the guy who's trying to be more than he is, and playing as him um, speaks to me as that kind of person. And uh, Dead Island overall is hitting every note that I expected it to hit almost perfectly. So for me, it's my it's my choice for game of the year. Listeners, I, I know will feel totally different, and I'm sure I'm going to get um, some hateful messages or whatever. And by all means, do because that means you're listening, and we want to hear from our listeners. But um, yeah, I'm going to be fairly controversial and say Dead Island number three uh, game of the year for me. I want to hear what Jesse has to say to that because he uh, did not have fun reviewing that game at all. <laughs> no, I, I I read on I read his review and I you know it was one of the first comments I made on the site and I simply wrote as a newbie I respectfully disagree. But <laughs> how diplomatic! I try to be the good guy, you know. But I am enjoying the game. I totally fully understand people who do not like it. That's totally fine. That's why we play games. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. Agreed. Oh. I, I definitely feel that way about a lot of games. That's true. Uh, anyone want to chime in with something else, or uh, Rob? Did you have another one, or do you want to pass the pass the torch? Um, I'll pa- you know we can come back to me. I'll pass the torch for now. Sounds good, Patrick. How about you? Well, I don't even know what to say about that. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one I that I was expecting would get more votes was Uncharted Three. I, I don't know. A lot of it. A lot of people left it off their top three completely. But um, I don't know. I played through it in 3D. It was one of my first 3D games. That in Arkham City, both of them, I don't know, did different great things for 3D. And I thought, I don't know, its graphics were second to none. But beside that, the storyline was maybe better than any that I've played this year, except Portal. <laughs> um, it was like. It was like Indiana Jones, except the way I wanted it to be, instead of putting me to sleep, kind of. <laughs> and, I don't know, there was, like, the shipwreck scenes in it that characters were, like, popping out at the screen, and it, would just, it was just amazing when you would shoot them, they would, like, fall off the side of a ship and come <laughs> right at you. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen too much uh, of the games in 3D. Uh, I was over at a friend's house, and he showed me the... Eco uh, Shadow of the Colossus collection, and that that kind Ooh. of blew my mind. Uh, watching Eco in 3D, you just get this sense of vertigo, just uh, just, just kind of blew me away. But I, I don't have a 3D television, so and I, I, it's not too yeah, uh, convenient to just with... bug him all the time. Oh, you don't you don't have uh, technology that's going to be outdated in two years? You don't have that? Come on, Come I've on. got plenty Come of that on. around. I just don't have the 3D technology. Oh, uh, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. Not but, uh, a big fan of the goggles here either, but uh. <laughs> but to your point about Uncharted, Patrick, uh, like for me, I just feel that I've kind of like Uncharted's kind of passed me by. I, I haven't played yeah. any of them. I, I own the first one, but I haven't actually popped mm-hmm. it in. And almost at this point, I feel like it, it's it's too far. Like like I feel the same way same way with Assassin's Creed, where it's just like I just feel like like I, I missed out, and it's, I don't have time uh, to go back and, and go through them all. Yeah, for Assassin's Creed, I just can't play the next one because I feel like I played the same game three times already. <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know, being an assassin, I shouldn't really tell you that I played it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I sort of felt I that way. The next one, 
I sort of felt Sorry? that way about these. I was going to say I feel that way about the Assassins franchise, but um, I felt like I needed to play Brotherhood a little bit more than I did. So I, I recently picked that up, and I was like, I don't really need Revelations. I don't care. I just yeah. want to. I just want to see the, how the Facebook thing is implemented. So that was uh, that was the important thing for me. But that's never a good reason to buy a game. What were you it's doing? Definitely, it's definitely a good reason to buy a game, Julian. Come on. Facebook. Although Dragon Age Legends the, was pretty cool. Yeah, so... Meh. <laughs> you were, like, addicted to Dragon Age Legends. I was for a fair amount of time, and, and yeah. then I grew up. <clears throat> Julian. Actually, that's not, that's not what it was. That I changed my security <laughs> settings on Facebook, and it blocks the game, so I, I it was just too much of a pain to switch over to the less secure version of Facebook, so I just stopped playing. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why I would just block it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Weird, wild stuff. So, uh, Patrick, anything else on uh, Uncharted? Um, well, I didn't talk really about the setting and the way that they implement fire and chateaus into it. I don't know. It's something that you have to see. Uh-huh. I guess if you saw Jimmy Fallon playing it poorly... <laughs> on TV, you saw a little bit of it, but he was sort of bad with camera angles and stuff like that, or pretty much controlling Nathan Drake. Um, but you got to play that section at least, and you should try to get to the desert because it looks I don't know, fantastic. Just, I mean, all the footage looks amazing. It does look, it does look fantastic. Yeah, I didn't think it could be outdone by the second one, but like the way that they get there and why is just so over the top. Just a person at his highest level, and I don't know, that's something that you want to be. <laughs> want to be high. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, might, I might try to go back. I mean, I, I do have the first one, and I've heard you know, so many great things, and I do have a soft spot for Nolan North. Uh, yeah, he's in everything. <laughs> yeah. I, he just, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but he released this uh, book. Uh, it's basically of like the making of Uncharted 3, and it looked really awesome. And, and I mm. want that. I, I want it on my shelf. But, yeah, uh, cool. even the multiplayer is not that bad, but uh, you should just sit down one afternoon and crank out the first one, definitely, and be hooked. Yeah, I, I need to. I, I've just got a lot on my plate right now. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll go into it later. I, I think I'll tell a little story about a mistake that I made last night. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about this mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joachim, you want to uh, you want to take one of the one oh, of your uh, uh, game of the year well, choices? Yeah, I, I I didn't play many games this year. Uh, both uh, <laughs> lack of time and uh, and then after a while, uh, uh, I'm on a budget right now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I, and I, I happen to not vote for for um, for our game of the year, but um, it it actually came out exactly like I would want it. Uh, okay. Portal two. Portal 2 in first, and Skyward Sword uh, in second. Third one, it could be anything, any other thing that I've played this year, which is something that I really wanted. I, I would probably put a Lane Noir, just put on Spotlight, nice. uh, because I really like the tech they use. Uh, it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of like I used to play uh, a 2D uh, um, yeah, adventure games, so mm-hmm. um, it kind of is like... Uh, a step into the 3D, like it's an adventure game, but in 3D, it, 
it does have its, its like, flaws, obviously, but you know, it's like one of those classic point-and-click games, only fully realized and fully yeah, immersed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't expect it to be like Grand Theft Auto or anything, where just yeah. free, free roam in the city, or right. there are people that are complaining about that. I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm playing as a cop and as an inspector or something <laughs> like that. You know, I go around. That's it. Right. I mean, I'm really glad you chose Ellie Noir. That's, that's yeah. an awesome choice, uh, because I think that game is perfect until Act 3, until we, we hit Act 3 in that mm. game, and then it just falls apart. I, I don't remember anything, <laughs> well, the, but, yeah. but I, do, I do remember the ending, and I didn't like it. Right, uh, exactly. If, if, if um, I was actually thinking just yesterday, if, uh, for example, Mafia 2, which is, I know it came out last year, if it had come out this year, that would have been my game of the year. Maybe second place okay. because I played the first one and uh, I loved it. Even the ending, the second one, this second one, I loved it. The ending was just as good, and that's what I, how, that's why I was disappointed with the ending of L.A. Noir. I kind of expected, you know, a better ending. It was just a bit of a letdown for me. Yeah. But okay. um, uh, obviously, I'm not going to spoil. Just go and play the game, whoever okay. wants to. Yeah, you, um, you yeah. should. Um, I, I, it's it barely missed my top five for the year, um, mm. but I just want to talk about one thing that really pissed me off in that game, and it happened over and over. And that's I, you know, because I really got into being a cop and and kind of being in that city and and wanting to do the right thing. And yeah. it was really cool to drive around, and you're on your way to a case to do an investigation, and then you hear on the on the police band that there's a crime in in progress, and it's <laughs> like, well, hell. I'm a police officer. I gotta go <laughs> answer that. So you hit the yeah. sirens and you you do a 180 and you're screeching out and you're like, yeah, I'm a police officer. I'm gonna go take this down. But then you realize that it's all the way across the town, like like yeah, the yeah. exact opposite direction you were going. And not yep. only that, but you drive by about four or five cops. They're just sitting mm-hmm. there, just doing nothing, eating donuts. <laughs> right. And, and that really just took me out of the game. I, I don't know if it's if those events are completely randomized, but it felt like every time that I was going towards a case, I got pulled it's, away from the case in the exact opposite direction, and I really it, hated that. In my experience, there were there were two per case. There were two of those per case, in, in my experience in playing L.A. Noir, And um, I don't know if it's if this is standard police procedure, but I think when because you're the one answering the call, that's why no other cops are running for it. If that, if, if you want like a logic reason for why the, you know, the engine isn't strong enough or whatever to, to have, you know, NPC cops go, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Go mm-hmm. running towards oh, the, uh, this the is danger. The, yeah. The 30s, 40s, right? So right. you don't know how the cops were back then. Yeah. That's unless, right. unless yeah. you actually ask them. <laughs> Considering they're crooked for the most part. I mean, yeah. That's I, like, they, that's like day one thing you learn in L.A. Noir is like, hi, a majority of the cops are crooked. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, like that much. guy on the Vice Squad who is just like, okay, we get it. You're a crooked cop. Like, you don't yeah. have to be any yeah. more heavy-handed about it. You can yeah. imagine back then there weren't uh, as – I mean, there are bureaucrats and there's pa- some paperwork to do, but it wasn't all track. You know, like evidence right. so so raw the way you have to collect evidence. Mm-hmm. And it's not like – now it's so scientific, right. you know. Like people have had a bit more free reign of whatever they were doing in life, not just the cop. Anything, 
Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's why, I mean, that was a perfect setting for that type of game. I, I kind of have right. this uh, dream of, of being a detective, like in the game. Uh, I think the Batman <laughs> games haven't scratched that itch, but Ellie Noir mm-hmm. came really, really close to doing that. And, yeah you're, yeah, you're totally right. Like, the setting is the key, because I think if you do that in modern times, it just takes a lot of the fun out of it, because you just have all that technology behind you. Have yeah. you uh, have you played the new Batman game? Oh yeah, yeah. I I just finished it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you. Uh, that got the itch for me. I love that story and the. I thought the city was pretty realized. Oh yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think the game is fantastic. But as far as the actual detective bits, like, oh, like yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like like no one outside of like the comic and a little bit of the animated series has really hit mm-hmm. that that edge of Batman of him being the world's greatest no. detective. And I think the games. Yeah. I mean, you get the detective stuff, but it's really just like, hey, hold this button down, and now we'll give you a breadcrumb trail you know, to your next objective, instead of trying to figure things out on your own. Well, right. I mean, the Batman character is realized in comics, and in, in the, as you said, the animated series, he's Sherlock Holmes. He's just yeah. supposed to be Sherlock Holmes, but at the same time, he's supposed to be like a badass hero as well, but... All the films and all the the games, especially the games, focus on is the fact that oh, here's a shit ton of villains that we're just gonna throw at you and you know figure out the pattern to beating them. And you will beat you know, their don't... asses. Yeah, and you <laughs> In know vicious yeah. ways. <laughs> right, and it's just like you know, there's no real no real emphasis on um, you know following up the detective work. I mean, I, don't, I I haven't played Arkham City. I've seen people play it. I look forward to playing it, but um, I'm willing to bet that the back computer makes no appearance, and that's his strongest piece of detective, you know, crime-solving gear. Mm. I mean, there's... It, it shows there's no up, but, but it's literally right like, you know, you magically send stuff to the back computer, and then you get an answer in, like, oh. 30 seconds. Yeah. That's right. That happens in Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah. Doesn't that happen in Arkham Asylum, too? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Okay. Well, that's, I guess that's fair, but... There's not as much vents in the Arkham City, though, which makes it better. You don't have to crawl around in vents. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or go up on gargoyles too much. So. Oh shucks! Oh, I missed awesome. all that. I mean, on, our, on the gargoyle, just stand, <laughs> just sit there, and just look around at the city, and that's it. I, I no did feel that those uh, those stealth rooms really uh, um, gave you a lot more variety this time around than the first game. Like like I like that they they employ a lot more tricks to mm-hmm. uh, to spot you this time. They're not they're not quite as brain dead as they were before. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Hmm. But for the detective um, part, I was hoping like it would be more like Heavy Rain. I don't know. And I definitely agree with you that the detective comics specifically were Batman's best. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that, that's definitely... And hopefully one day I'll, I'll get that. Or, or my detective game. Like I said, I think L.A. Noir gets dangerously close to what I wanted, and it's, there's just a few things holding it back, and it's kind of a shame that Team Bondi's gone, uh, because I guess we'll... We won't get a true sequel. I mean, we might get something with that name, but it won't be using the same tech because I think that no, I think the tech is uh, uh, independent, like it's yeah. from is a it? third party. Okay, so I yeah, think because, yeah, because uh, George Miller, George Miller, the filmmaker, was going to make a, a video game using the same uh, technology or whatever. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's not something that Team Bandai specifically owns. And if, so it's, if you know. Team Bandai had it, it's it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be theirs no longer. It'd be a uh, uh, part of Rockstar. Right. So it's, if it was used on that IP, I bet there's a lot of things you know they just oh this is all ours. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Or if they were to do if it, if you know Rockstar was just to do its own sequel anyway, they'd be like yeah this is ours. And even if they don't own it, 
They, they would just be it. like, yeah, we'll give you a couple mil. Yeah. Now it's ours. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess so. I'll, uh, I'll go into mine. Um, I was going to talk about Dead Space 2 because I think that game's fantastic, and I'll, I'll just say real quick that that game stuck with me just as much as Portal 2 did. Uh, after the fact, like, I was thinking about that game for months after I finished it. Cool. But um, I want to take a, time, a little bit of time to, to <laughs> shout out to uh, Dragon Age 2, which yes. is number five on my top five, and it's also my most disappointing game of the year. <clears throat> um, and that's only... Well, it's a couple things. That game does have some problems, uh, and you can read my review and, and see the problems <laughs> that I have with it. But and it's kind of weird... Um, 2011 is kind of the sequel to 2009. Like, all the big games in 2009 got sequels this year. And Dragon Age Origins was my game of the year in 2009. So, I was really, really excited for Dragon Age 2, as you can imagine. And I, like, I could not wait for that game. It was my most anticipated game of the year behind Mass Effect 3, which was originally going to be out uh, this year. So, it had a lot to live up to. And it didn't quite live up to all those expectations. You know, I think uh, they stripped out a lot of the RPG elements that I loved from the first game. Uh, in particular, like, equipping your characters with new armor and new weapons and stuff like that that's really, you know, been kind of ripped out almost wholesale. Um, you know, kind of streamlining the combat and stuff like that. But They did the same thing with Mass Effect 2. Yeah, and I have problems with Mass right. Effect 2, and, and I think... Um, Rob, me and Rob are huge, huge Bioware and Mass Effect fans, and we're going to be doing a Mass Effect podcast uh, in the future where we can really test yes. that out. Yeah, um, yeah. But but the thing um, that I, I I can I can I can get behind everything that you're saying about Dragon Age Two without a doubt. I you know I love the playing dollies with my uh, with my characters too, putting them in different clothes and marching them out there with all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's and so I was sad to see that go. You know. What's that? That's so reductive, playing with your dollies. It's, it's more than that, but go ahead. That, that's, an, that's an Arthur Geese thing. That's your boy. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that stuff, too. But at the same time, I I like the changes to the combat, with the exception of everybody exploding into meat. <laughs> um, there were just uh, story beats. I think it, it hits them in every way that I would want. But at the same time, Act 2 and Act 3 should have been reversed. Um, the conflict with the... Uh, Oh my god, I'm blanking. Between the, uh, the mages this, and the uh, Templars? No, yeah, that should have been Act 2, and Act 3 should have been whatever Sten was, his people, the Kunari. Uh, oh, see, the I disagree. I, no, no way. I no really way. love no the, way. The, the way that it got to that boiling point at the end. I just didn't like that at the end most of your choices are made irrelevant You know, by just the way things go down. I think it would have been more interesting to see Kunari be the final thing. Uh, for the champion of Kirkwall and his crew to face with either the mages or the Templars. You know, that way it would give some weight to your decision, who am I going to support to bring into this battle against these relatively unstoppable badasses. I can see that. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think the story overall was really great, and Bioware does characters almost better than anybody in the game, and that's really... Like where that that that's the reason that this game hit my top five is because I just fell in love with that cast. Uh, yeah. In particular, uh, my character's romance uh, with Meryl, the uh, yes. the Dalish elf, my uh, girl, blood mage, who <laughs> is like when you first see her, she's just so adorable, and then you see her bust yeah. out blood mage, blood magic, which you know in the Dragon Age universe is like the unholiest of the unholy, and you're like, yeah. oh crap, this this isn't good. <laughs> 
you, you're dangerous. But she's just so she oblivious and so cute. Yeah, knowing that she's so in touch with the dark side and yet she's the most innocent character in the game is a nice juxtaposition uh, in terms of character, for sure. Yeah, um, and... I mean, Andrew's... I loved her so much. I had to write a blog about her because, like, like I just and... just just a wonderful character. I had her with me almost the entire game. In the uh, in Dragon Age Awakenings, Andrews was a lot like that because he was kind of walking um, like the fine line between the two, and he would talk about you know experimenting with blood magic and stuff and whatever. And uh, you know, in Dragon Age Two, that's a that's a viable choice for him as well, but. His character takes such a drastic change, uh, turn between the two games that was really disappointing for me, so that's why I knocked it out of my top five. Um, because they took two amazing characters from Dragon Age um, Legend, uh, no, Dragon Age Awakenings, and uh, totally ruined them in Dragon Age 2. Um, so that, that to me was pretty much unforgivable, and uh, that's why I had to knock it off my top five personally. Even though I loved it, I've gone through it twice, and I will go through it a third time. Um, I just I feel like it was just not good enough. That that was pretty much the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah, I, I need to go back through because I, I want to play it a second time, but I also need to pick up the uh, DLC with the delectable Felicia Day so that I can have her in my party and you know, make woo with her. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's another. That's a point where Julian and I disagree um, big time. Yeah, you Listen shut your up. damn mouth, Rob. I've seen her in... Um, I don't in go for girls with overbites. They don't do it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> she passed right by me. Big? She passed right by you, Joaquin? Yeah, it was um, uh, last year. I Yeah, last year. Uh, we had a convention here. Well, there's always a convention, the same one every year. And uh, she was here, and I was going home at night, and uh, she, um, she was walking... Uh, uh, coming opposite side um, with the, the the Asian girl from the the Wow uh, uh, video thing she has. Oh yeah, uh huh. Um, yeah. Man, That's cool. I just shrugged. I shrugged her off. Uh, just continue walking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. See, when I went to E three my first year, Carmen Electra walked by me, and I would much rather have Felicia Day uh, walk by me. I'm jealous now. Uh, neither. Not even Carmen Electra. Excuse me. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> Same time. Fun fact: Carmen Electra is like four feet nothing. She's so is tiny. She? Really? Oh. Better. I'm sorry. <laughs> that makes it snooker? better. <laughs> oh, that's better. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, anybody uh, have anything else they want to talk about for Game of the Year, other than the fact that this was a really fantastic year for gaming? Um, I'll throw my number two into the ring, and I, I don't know if anybody's going to agree. I hope they do. Um, Saints Row the Third. Uh, I think it's pretty much. I and I I love Bully. I live and breathe Bully. I think it's Rockstar's best game, and I think it's the, the best open world game ever made. But Saints Row the Third, pretty close, pretty close to the best open world game ever made, in my opinion. Um, it takes a franchise that started off so dour and so serious, and totally flipped it on its ear, and has made it almost lovable made its ridiculous characters almost lovable and uh that was just a joy to play through every single mission was a blast literally and figuratively i haven't played it but i kind of want to but it's kind of some of the marketing has turned me off i mean how much of it you know hinges <laughs> on the, the whole dildo bat stuff like is that 
all there is to the game, I, or or does it go beyond that? No, I, there's I, a lot more. Yeah, I didn't play the game, but uh, from the the few videos that I watched or that I uploaded, um, it's all over the top. And yeah. and and I I couldn't get the game. Like there's many games I can get, but uh, this would be one of them. Even though I never played uh, Saints Row Two or the first one, it just seems way over the top. Just awesome. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of great stuff that really doesn't go mentioned when they, when people talk about the game, and it's the fact that there's a lot of freedom of choice, um, too, that they give you, um, which is nice. You know, a lot of things like, okay, do this or do this, and there's different bonuses for each, and it will affect your gameplay a little bit. So that stuff sort of goes un, uh, unheralded. But, um, yeah, it's really a franchise that has just gotten better and better and better. Saints Row 2, I thought, was the high point. I was like, there's no way they're going to be better. Than this, and then I, you know, I saw the the Tim and Eric special for Saints Row Three, and I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm all in for this. And uh, I never used the, like I said, no, I used the dildo bat like twice. <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> I never used the Manipult, the 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 car, the special pre order car. Um, never used it. I regret not using it because it was cool. But um, there's just too much else going on in that game. That's just too much fun to do. And uh, gunfights are amazing. Uh, upgrading all your weapons, also amazing. This really, I mean, it was very close also, to... I'm sorry, what were you saying? Don't they also have, like, a, a horde mode? They do, and that's another thing I haven't touched. I have not touched horde, W-H-O-R-E-D yeah. mode. Classy. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Keep it classy. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't touched that at all. Uh, I have no interest, really, in, in horde mode. I have Gears 3 if I want to do that, but... It, it would be fun, you know, I imagine it would be fun making myself in probably the best create a character mode I've ever seen in a video game also fun. Mm. Um, I can't get Commander Shepard to look exactly like me, but my my Rob in Saints Row the Third looks exactly like me. So narcissistic. So. Listen, <laughs> when you're as good looking as I am, Julian, you gotta have yourself in your games. There you go. See, you gotta... I, I'm the opposite. I actually go as far away from myself as humanly possible yeah. in a game. Escapism. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I might do that with Skyrim. I want to make my my guy a uh, a Viking, some sort so, of ridiculous eight foot tall Viking guy. So here's what I'm seeing. So Centro probably has one of the best character creation uh, modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably beat Skyrim's. Uh, open world also less buggy and over the top and it's not game of the year like not right. much praise is happening what's its story like <laughs> well, the saints row uh the third story is actually there's there's and there's one huge hole that i have with it but i mean i'm sure we could poke holes in any of the games of the year's stories oh, uh, saints row the third is basically the saints are completely branded uh there are they have their own movies they have their own energy drink and it's like the leader of the saints and a couple of his lieutenants are like, you know, this is really kind of ridiculous. I wish we can get back to our old roots. And while they're having this thought, um, they're basically being attacked by this other city's gangs who are like, we're going to take you down. We're going to take over your enterprise, everything, whatever. I'm really, I'm really being, I'm playing fast and loose with the story (laughs) here. So I'm sure some fans are going to be like, no, that's not it, but whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Um, And basically, you leave your longtime established uh, city of uh, of Stillwater, and you go to this new city called Steelport, which I, from what I can tell, is really connected by a bridge. They're right next to one another, and um, you basically start conquering uh, Steelport, and you're you know 
fighting these three gangs um, who all vary in design, weapons, everything. They're all so different and so fully realized and so awesome um, that fighting all of them or fighting them at different points is a total strategy change in and of itself. Uh, the Deckers, for example, are like Blade Runner, um, Tron-loving, nerdy people. <laughs> and uh, they have a character who like can teleport and she zips around and uses machine guns and she's like almost impossible to hit. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, you know, I would be like, oh my god, why won't this bitch just stop and let me put a bullet in her face? So, <laughs> you know, things like that. But, you know, the luchadors are all, like, heavy hitters. They're, you know, they wear uh, luchador masks and, you know, they use, like, gigantic grenade launchers. And so they take up a lot of damage, but the, the deckers are, like, all quick and all over the place. So it's a lot of fun. It's just every fight is fun in that game. See, my point was just that I haven't even heard the story at all and i've seen a lot of marketing for it mostly i just right. see like 20 things of c4 getting thrown on a guy and then they just explode him so they're kind of yeah. making fun of their own game which is funny but like then a lot of people don't take it seriously and i yeah. don't know it sounds like a good story maybe it's not as epic as something like skyrim or right. skyward sword but it sounds pretty cool now I don't hear yeah. the story brought up often with Skyrim, though, as far as the main quest. I hear people talking about the world and, like, the periphery of it, but I, I hear a lot of people just kind of glossing over the actual main quest of Skyrim, so... I'll be honest, I haven't heard a single thing about the story of Skyrim, and all of the coverage on Kotaku every other day, some stupid article about Skyrim, I have yet <laughs> to see, other than, oh, you're a prisoner who gets released, like, in every other... Elder Scrolls game, like, other than that, I know nothing about the story. You're the, the dragonborn, and you yell at dragons. Like, that's all I know. And you collect wheels of cheese, right? Like, isn't that a thing yeah. that you do? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you cut off the heads of your brides and put them all over the place like that one dude did, and, uh, you know, I... I, I saw this um, this little uh, um, quirk on their AI, this video. I, I actually told this on uh, one of the prior podcasts, uh, so basically, you're in inside a, a store, and uh, there's two NPCs. One is sitting, the other one is the, the clerk that is on the cashier or whatever. And so you pick up uh, a bucket and cover and flip it around so that it, you put on the head of the one that was sitting. It doesn't matter if they're sitting or not; just you right. cover their, their eyes. And then uh, he put another a pot or a bucket or whatever on, on t uh, covering the eyes of the other uh, NPC. And he started stealing. And they didn't do anything because <laughs> they couldn't see. <laughs> see, that's kind of awesome. Like, like, it sucks that the AI isn't smart enough to actually remove the bucket from, from you know, well, their heads. Actually, as soon as one of the, 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 the buckets that was falling off of the NPC, as soon as it fell off and he stole something... They noticed automatically, but didn't notice anything else. You That's know. so funny. That's pretty cool. Because I, I would expect, like... There was, there, there were, oh, I'm sorry, Julian. Um, what were you saying? I was just going to say, I would expect, like, the the AI of, of the characters to just be, like, if they're facing you, it doesn't really matter if their eyes are covered or not, like, that they'll just detect what you're doing. But that's kind of awesome that it literally is line of sight. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, um, I heard that there was a thing where, like, if you stole something and you left a... Um, a house or whatever, someone will come out and be like, hey, did you forget this? Like, if you drop it <laughs> in there, and then all of a sudden the cops are all over you, <laughs> or whatever. So, like, I mean, that happened to me a few times in um, 
in Oblivion where I, like, I would accidentally steal, like, a fork sitting in the tavern, and then all of a sudden there'd be, like, 800 cops on me. Yeah, that happens to me every weekend. Them, of course. I would slaughter them, but, um... You know, it always. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, that something something like that happened in Oblivion to me because I've been playing recently. It was cheap on Steam, and mm-hmm. uh, and um, I, I I killed one of the um, the the bad guys on the street. It was a citizen transforming into one of the bad guys. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, and I killed him. So I got the key from his house, and I went and just started picking up stuff. But I see the red hand. I'm like, this guy is evil. <laughs> and trying to. Right. Yeah, and he's dead, and the wife was there. I'm like, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, they're fighting against you, the Empire, whatever, the Citadel, or whatever it is. The Imperium. And, the Imperial. And, the Imperials. And, and yeah. as, soon as, I, as soon as I got off, nothing happened to me, but I went to the Arcana University or Arcana University or whatever. As soon yeah. as I got there, they stopped me, and I'm like, whoa, what? All of a sudden, uh, two hours later, playing. I just I, want to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing how fast word travels in those uh, fantasy RPGs. Like I know they all know. Yeah, it's like instantly. It's like it's like beyond <laughs> Twitter. It's like it's like bored or something. And that, that... I just want to I just want to boost my alchemy skill by one. <laughs> Calm down, bro. <laughs> just let me live. Don't electrocute me, bro. <laughs> That's good. That was pretty good. So, good I, <laughs> I think we'll uh, I think we'll go ahead and move on from our game of the year stuff. Um, cool. I guess real quick because we want to kind of go into uh, what what we're looking forward to in 2012. But one game that can almost be considered a game for 2012 because it just came out today is uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. And yes. Rob, you lucky bastard, you got to go to the launch no. event where the doctors were there. Is that right? Yes, uh, Doctor Greg and Doctor Ray, my homies. Um, we're at the, uh, we're at the event along with, uh, oh my God, what is it? Arnie, uh, something Swedish, uh, the, the guy, the guy who's like the head, uh, the head art designer or whatever. And I'm oh, a bunch of other Swedish people. Family. Yes. The something Swedish family. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I you're going to say the, the 501st Legion. Usually <laughs> yes. they, they, they have that everywhere. They were there. They were there. They were all very cool. I got some great pictures of everything, but, uh, so, um, interesting thing, I, you know, I was, I'm a fan, like all of you guys, I'm sure are, and, uh, I go up to Dr. Ray and Dr. Greg, and I comment on the tattoo that Dr. Greg had gotten in, uh, in conjunction with the release of the game or whatever, mm-hmm. and, um, my brother-in-law, who was with me as my photographer, is a tattoo artist, so he tells Dr. Greg to put some aloe on his tattoo because it's beginning to scab up. And uh, Dr. Greg was like, I know it's real. Nobody thinks it's real. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, dude, yeah, it's an awesome. So everybody out there who doubts that um, Dr. Greg's tattoo for Bioware is not real, it is most certainly real and it is most certainly scabbing up. Eat that um, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a great time. Uh, Gamer Grub is delicious. Uh, the, the, the snacks that they gave out, they were fantastic. I got all kinds of swag. Uh, <laughs> I, I took part in one of the festivities. I actually won a, uh, an art book slash journal and I got a whole bunch of autographs from the, uh, from the Bioware people. It was, uh, it was a good time. That's it was awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, was this? this was in Manhattan in uh, Union Square. I see. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. You know, we hung out. 
I talked to some people on the line. I got uh, I got hit on by uh, a Sith chick. Um, <laughs> we have a picture of her actually. Um, I, I'm, she wasn't really hitting on me, but uh, my photographer was like, "Don't show your fiance because she's making eyes at you." And I was like, oh, <laughs> "Those but, were those were Sith mind tricks." Yeah, <laughs> they were. They were. The costumes were great, and uh, it was a fun time. You know, everybody was really excited. Everybody had a, had a blast. So, and you've got awesome. a piece that's going to be going up on Pixelbit, which should hopefully be up by the time this this podcast has gone up. So. People should check yeah, that so, out. Yeah, for sure. Look for that. Thank you for being my my plug, Julian. I'm such yeah, a pimp. Read that. <laughs> you're my. You know, no matter. Don't listen to what I say about you. You're a good guy. Ah, I'm, I'm all right. But but good. But okay. So while you were there, like meeting the doctors and getting hit on by stiff chicks, I was yes. sitting at home, not realizing <laughs> that there was a total like similar event going on here in Austin because the game was made here. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. And so I found out, like, super late, and so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, man, I kind of want Old Republic. But that's stupid. I have all these games I need to play. I don't even have time to play Final Fantasy XI anymore. Like, I've just got all this on my plate. But then I go and I check, um, you know, this site, like, can you run it? And my computer, like, not only can run it, but it passes with flying colors, and I'm like, I'm going to buy Old Republic. (laughs) So I go ahead and pull the trigger on Old Republic over on Origin. You know, I, I get the digital download. And immediately realized that I can't even register the game because the website is down for the traffic. Right. And so I have to wait, and I wait, and I wait. And I'm like, this was a poor decision. <laughs> and uh, I'm slowly regretting the fact that I bought this digital collector's edition because I'm an idiot. And uh, finally, you know, I get in, I register all my stuff and everything, and then I start to download the client. And I realized, and I should know this because I play MMOs, it takes a long freaking time to download an MMO. So yeah. I did not play any Old Republic last night. Mm. I, I just I just watched the bar go. That's a bummer. I am. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Sorry, no, no. Go ahead, bro. As a person who who does not play a lot of MMOs, I have to say that this would this would definitely draw me in. Like, and and that's something I mentioned in the review, but in the in the the piece that I'm writing, it's not really a review, but uh, I could definitely see myself getting very deep into the Old Republic. And as someone, like I said, who, I mean, this, I, they hold no interest to me. Um, but this one does. Well, and I'm not Bioware even a Star Wars Bioware game. Right, exactly. But you know what, though? I, I'm not a Star Wars guy anymore. Like, there's a big uh, hole in my heart where Star Wars used to live. And it just doesn't, it's, it, I don't hold any allegiance to it. I don't care about putting more money in George Lucas's pocket. But this game looks fantastic. I have to admit that I kind of feel the same way, but then I watched that uh, intro movie, and, and yeah. it kind of started to fill that hole. Without a doubt. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I was watching it on, like, 60-inch plasma screens <laughs> last night, and I was like, yeah, this game is happening right now. I'm going to buy it tonight. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But, oh, yeah, Star Wars but, was cool. Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> Star Wars again, guys. It's not little kid stuff anymore. <laughs> Yay. Man, I would love to play that game. I, I would love to be in your guys' party, but... Uh, my actual PC kind of drowned in a flood in the basement, so unless it comes out on Mac, I totally can't play it, or PS3 or something. That sucks. I can see it coming out on Mac at some point, I would imagine. If, if, they, if they want to cap, you know, chase after WoW, then they need to at some point. Yeah, yeah. And they're definitely gunning for WoW. Like, every single person last night that I talked to that played WoW, they were like, yeah, I'm canceling my subscription. Like, <laughs> it's over with. Like, WoW is done. 
So everyone I mean, wants to be a legendary Jedi. Like it's true. No, dude, everybody wants to be a legendary Sith. That's right? the thing that I've, I've discovered. Everybody wants to be a bad guy. Nobody wants to be an honorable good guy. Um, <laughs> even though I think the good guys that they show in the game look way cooler than the bad guys, but that's the, you know that could just be me. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I think that that is kind of like you know getting <laughs> drunk off the hype. Like people were at that party going, you know what? I'm, I'm done with WoW. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm canceling my account right now. I, it's it's over. Them. And then a lot of them had already up. canceled, though. Well, they're going to sober up, and then if, you know a month or two out, you know they're going to be like, "Oh wow, I'm so sorry." Come on, baby, just take me back. <laughs> I'm sorry, take me back. back Here's my me. credit card. <laughs> well, it's free to play now, right? Isn't WoW free to play? Yeah, technically, you can you can play Love. the first twenty levels yeah. free. Yeah. Okay, it's basically that's, just an extended trial. That's cool. That's cool. So still not enough to get me to download it, but that's cool. Yeah. Julian, how many um, gigs is it uh, for uh, the Old Republic? Um, I went to bed, so I didn't see the whole thing. Um, oh. It seemed like it was right around 12. No, no, no I take that back. No, it was 25. But it was Whoa. doing it in sections. So, like, wow. I went to bed when, it, when the first section had finished, it was, <laughs> or almost finished. It was, like, around three gigs left. So, yeah, it, wow. it's hefty. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's all that voice. Yeah. You know, everything's right. voice. Like, I didn't realize that your character is voice, too. Um, yeah. I expect it to be more like Dragon Age, where you just pick from a series of options, and, you know, that's what you say, but he actually talks, so that's pretty awesome. They mentioned that last night at the event, because the, the doctors talked a little bit before they, they sat down to take a few questions or whatever, but, like, they were like, you know, it's interesting to have a fully voiced MMO, something that really has never been done before, so I thought that was really cool. Awesome. Well, um, let's go ahead and move on. Um I know Nick, our site director, kind of likes these podcasts to be right around the hour mark. We'll kind of we'll kind of futz with that a little bit because I think Rob, you and me, we kind of like slightly longer podcasts. But yeah, uh, we'll let's go jazz. ahead and run through real quick. Let's you know, 2012 is you know fast approaching, and there's a yes. lot of big games coming out next year, just as there was this year. Um, so let's kind of just go around the room and or the net, so to speak, and uh, hey, you know man. highlight like some stuff that we're really really looking forward to in 2012. Okay, so, uh, I'll kick it off again. Cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Go take on. it, dude. Yeah, good? All right, cool. Um, I'll just run down my list, if that's cool. Is that how you want to do it, since we're coming down <laughs> to the end? Yeah, yeah we can do yeah, that, and, and if, we, if we want to talk right. about something, we'll, we'll totally talk about it. Okay. Uh, I Am Alive is certainly at the top of the list for me uh, for 2012. Interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm not a Ubisoft guy. I look forward to that game, though. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks like fantastic storytelling, and I think it opens itself up to a lot of really interesting uh, discussions that we could have as gamers and as uh, writers about, you know, morality in a game. So I look forward to that. Um, Mass Effect 3 is the obvious one. I, I don't want to really talk too much about that because it's we'll obvious. We'll be talking about um, it a lot. Yeah, we will. Uh, Max Payne 3. Um, yeah. I adore the Max Payne franchise. I always will. Mm. I even own the movie on Blu-ray. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Max Payne 3. Um, the movie wasn't that bad. The movie is not that bad. So yeah. I'm I'm with uh, Joaquin about that. Um, Are you Overstrike, fine with it not being Remedy anymore? Like, does that does that mean anything to you? Um, part of me is worried, because if Sam Lake is out, then I worry that they're going to be not hitting all the notes that he hit with the first two games. Um, if Sam Lake's not really involved in Max Payne 3, and I don't know if he is or isn't, um, 
then yeah, then I'm worried. So I'll have to do a little more research and come back to you with that. Uh, Overstrike is another game I'm very excited about. Overstrike. Sci-fi, sci-fi Left 4 Dead. Okay. I think that's going to be solid. Wait, okay, you're going to have to like bring me up to speed on that one. That that one doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> yeah. Overstrike is um, basically it's it's Left 4 Dead but set in a. Um, a very heavy science fiction universe, but it's very tongue-in-cheek at the same time. Um, you're fighting against an evil corporation, of course, and uh, it's you and your three uh, mercenary buddies. That's really all I know about it from the trailer. So you're the one percent, or the ninety-nine percent? Yeah, of course. Wait, is this of is course. this Insomniac? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that trailer yeah. looked cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a fun time. Oh, that one, yeah, <laughs> kind of Team Fortress Two uh, art style. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they do such uh, awesome weapons. Like that, that'll definitely yes be something I want to yeah. try. But you know uh, me and first person shooters, Rob. Yo, man, I got your back. <laughs> I will, I'll cover you, man. That's cool. Um, binary domain. I'm very excited for Sega's uh, very Terminatory type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, Fortnite from that, uh, the dudes who made Gears. That looks cool. I, I like the art style for that. It's nice to see them do something that isn't beefy dudes in beefy armor. Something with a color scheme. Yeah. For, so that's nice to see. Oh, wait. I confused this one with the Overstrike. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> well, Overstrike, Overstrike has, has kind of a cartoony look to it, too, if I remember. Yeah. It's got some Borderlands vibe to it. I actually uh, still can't picture it, but whatever. Go on. I'll email you the trailer, and then you can tell me that you want to play it with me, and then we'll be happy. But um, probably <laughs> that I'm looking forward to the most in 2012 is um, Undead Labs zombie game MMO for uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Microsoft set up that studio, Undead Labs, to develop that zombie MMO. Mm-hmm. And uh, supposedly it's going to drop in 2012. At some point, it could be dropping in December of 2012, but... Mm. I'm excited for it. I love a zombie MMO. I'm all for it. The, the stuff I've read about that game does sound really cool. I kind of oh, yeah. have my doubts that it's going to come out in 2012 or at all, oh, just because, yeah. I don't know. It it just seems late in the game to try to do something that ambitious on, on this generation. But yeah. I, I could be wrong, you know. It They've definitely got some good ideas, you know, going around. Yeah. You know, speaking of zombies... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, fine. <laughs> no, go ahead, Patrick. Uh, speaking of zombies, though, that new trailer, The Last of Us, looked awesome. I mean, I know they're not zombies, but it's a nice twist. They're like fungi zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that looks amazing. Did you guys I happen mean, to, to look at that BBC clip that they kind of got their inspiration from? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, ha- I have it on Blu-ray. It's <laughs> freaking terrifying. It just Dark gives me stuff. the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, dude. But, but yeah, that game, game does look really good. awesome. I'm you can do a lot with like the open world there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's being worked on by one of the lead people who did Enslaved, and I freaking loved Enslaved. Mm. Yeah, dude, I'm with you on that. You know, is that. the writer of Enslaved on it? Because I know he's a novelist, right? Alex Garland. No, yeah, he's like not writing that. <laughs> no, I, mm. I think it's, it is one of the lead designers, though. So it it, it is someone pretty that was pretty heavily involved in Enslaved. So, oh. well, that's cool. That could be some good stuff right there. It looks amazing. Maybe not 2012, though. <laughs> yeah, I kind of doubt that. Um, but they've been working on it for two years already, so, you know, possible, uh, yeah. Naughty Dog has their tech down by now. So yeah. it, they, they could get it out by, but I would imagine it would be late 2012. 
November, yeah. Yeah. Just like Uncharted, or yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Patrick, well, yeah you know. that's their track record, right? To drop something in November every year, right? Isn't that how they roll with uh, Uncharted? It should be like now they have two teams, right? So right. one for the I'm, um, damn it, I'm the Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> Last of Us, yeah. Too many zombie games. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Rob. You seem to love a lot of zombie games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all all the games you mentioned were zombie games. I'm like, really? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I am alive. I don't think has. It, that's more of just like no. a disaster survival. Yeah, yeah. I know. But okay, sorry. Come on, Joaquin. <laughs> you do Come love on. your zombies, Rob. I do. <laughs> I like yeah. my I like my zombies traditional with a little bit of pepper. <laughs> but that's all I roll. <laughs> so, Patrick, uh, yeah. what, what else are you looking forward to next year? Uh, so I. I thought of like four games. I don't know. I'll start with the honorable mention. I'm one of the few who actually liked Final Fantasy 13. Oh, I'm right there so. with you, buddy. Cool. <laughs> um, the 13 too should improve on every aspect of it, and uh, hopefully get to see my one of my favorite characters, Lightning, again, and learn more about Sarah, and you know, see where the Falci and LC are going to go in the future, and. At the very least, I'll be just sitting, kicking back for a great ride with a bunch of good graphics. Yeah. You should watch our, the videos I put up today. They're all, all Final right. Fantasy X2, like five videos. Oh, cool. Yeah, the, the more I see, the more excited I'm getting for that game. I'm, I'm actually debating taking the day off that it comes out just to, like, binge on the game. I'm, I'm going to be reviewing it for the site, but I kind of just want to have, like, a good, like, 24-hour period to just really play the hell out of it before I have to go back to work. Right. Yeah, I binged on 13 for about a week straight. <laughs> um, I thought I wouldn't really want to play another Final Fantasy that soon, but or another 13 that soon, but I do. The one that I'm re- I've really been itching for, it's my number one, is um, Bioshock Infinite, because I didn't even play Bioshock 2. I was just mad at where they took it from after the first one, but now that everybody's working on it from the first one again. I, I don't know. I'm really excited for that. And I saw the on-rails sort of roller coaster type video, and since then I've, like, I don't know. It made me feel like a kid. I don't know. <laughs> my, uh, my one concern with Bioshock Infinite is uh, when you decide to do the whole roller coaster thing and you get on the hook or whatever and go to the other side of the, the city, you leave the chick behind. Is she under attack? from things while you're over here? Is she getting blasted by dudes? Because the whole thing is just one big escort mission, no? I mean, that's what it seems mm, like to me. No, I think okay. she's only in certain parts, and okay. once, or it seems like once you manage to escape uh, the, the creature that's uh, guarding her... Um, um, oh, he steps she, in? Like, that's, that, that's when... I'm I'm thinking they're separating because otherwise, if they put uh, rails and escorting at the same time, it's not really going to work. And and uh, these guys seem to they they seem to know what they're doing from the first Bioshock, as uh, we can tell, right? Um, yeah, so. I, that makes me less interested <laughs> though if if she's not with you the whole time because I was kind of hoping for more of a Prince of Persia 2008 you know dichotomy mm-hmm. where where or you know relationship where it's like. You know, him and Elika throughout that game was just really awesome, and I was kind of hoping to see that same thing with Booker and I don't remember the girl's name, but I was kind of hoping for more of a relationship like that that kind of grows Elise, throughout the game. I think. 
I'm sorry? It might be is it, Elise. It might I think be it's wrong. Elise. I think, I think that's you're right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the only question I have. I'm sure that game's going to be tremendous as well. Um, I'm wondering about, like, that new mechanic that she's got where you can, like, see different parts of old reality. I think you saw that clip. Right, the tears. So maybe she tears herself into your reality or something like that and then okay. can tear herself out. I don't yeah. know. All of these, all of these uh, options please me. If the the big scary <laughs> Griffin metal thing comes and protects her, great. If she goes into a tear, <laughs> fine. I just don't want to have to worry about leaving her behind while I'm going to kill some dude on the other side of the city. Oh, uh, you're such a good guy. <laughs> you know, I I care about the NPCs. All right, I can't help it. Best you could just say here, tear yourself into my pocket. I'll carry it to the other side. <laughs> 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 that would be far too convenient. I, I, I like that though. <laughs> For the wrong reasons, I think. <laughs> yeah, just oh, Rob wants it. her in his pants. Hey, she's uh, got Katy Perry eyes. I'm not going to complain. All right. Oh, I think she was looking at the cleavage. The eyes. Oh. Mm. I, I'm an eyes guy, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The podcast has taken a dark turn, everybody. <laughs> Patrick, sorry, you can continue. Oh, let me just close. But uh, hopefully, I don't take any of your games, or if I did, I'm sorry. But um, right. the other two, that just because of what Julian said, I really want to see what they do in 3D with The Last Guardian because I've been waiting for that for a long time. Even mm. though it doesn't look like a new aesthetic or a new sort of artsy game, it sort of meshes. Um, the first two games the team Ico did, you know, Ico and Shadow of the Classes together into one game with both big sort of dog figures, I guess, and <laughs> those like roaming castles that you had in Ico. Yeah, so, I, that game I've been waiting for since they announced it, and, and I really hope it hits next year. I know they've been having some problems with uh, getting that game out. But, uh, it's fine though. It, I can wait, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, we all know that the luck dragon dog bird thing is gonna die, and I just can't handle that because <laughs> I, I get attached to the animals. I would love it. I would love I it if you I just don't lives. know if I can really handle that right now. What if, what if he has to die in order to come back, you know, like a phoenix evolved or something? Yeah, they might yeah, try to do something like uh, Shadow cool. of the Colossus. That'd be sick. <laughs> that's very Amazing. cool. Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jean Grey gets brought into the mix? Come on now. <laughs> well, she got nerfed um, after uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, so it might be okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So I should not bring her into the fight with Galactus, then? That's what you're telling me? Uh, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair Ooh. enough. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Joachim, sure. how about you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay, I'll start with um, Luigi's Mansion 2 for the 3DS. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yes, ah. I love the first one, even though it was a tech demo, and there are a lot of people that don't seem to like it and whatnot, but I just love <laughs> the atmosphere and the way Luigi interacts with the surroundings and the environment and the situation, right? It's very uh, comical to me. Oh, I, I, I yeah. yeah, I really enjoy Luigi's Mansion. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily want to see a direct sequel, but um, I love the the idea of Luigi going off on adventures by himself because he just seems like such a different character from Mario, and I'd love to see him yep. in other just bizarre situations where Mario's not there to you know bail him out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool idea. 
Yeah, it's not it's not going to be sequel. You know how uh, the Mario uh, Mario games are. They're not really like a sequel. They're just another story independent from uh, all the other games, somewhat. And right. there's references to the other games. Um, okay, so the next choice. This is not a game. It's a system. Wii U. I'm I'm a big Nintendo fan. I can see. So, <laughs> so um, that I'm really uh, I just it's a new system, so I'm a bit of a tech geek. So I just want to try it out, you know, see its capacity, see you know the touchscreen tablet, and just see the games that come out. And and th- these are the games I'm going to say because they're most likely going to come out on the Wii U, which is Darksiders 2. I kind of like the first one. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, in between those Zelda games. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a Darksiders 2 actually, from what I've seen, seems quite interesting. Like uh, different. Uh, it's a first-person shooter I, um, most of the time, but it, I don't know. It, it kind of seems like a Bioshock, but its own thing, Darksiders, because it was a comic, right? Yeah. Uh, Wait, are we talking about... Dark the dar- Siders uh, or the darkness? Uh, dar- darkness, sorry. Oh, okay. I was All right. confused with both. Yeah. I was so uh, first I said Dark Siders too, and uh, now it's the darkness. Oh, too. okay. Okay. Uh, it's everything. I'm just waiting on everything to come out on Wii U, even uh, Skyrim, everything. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Feel I think free. the the uh, <laughs> one of the most interesting things on Wii U is going to be that Aliens Colonial Marines game. Um, the idea of having that Wii U controller act as your motion sensor uh, in the game when you're playing with your friends is pretty. It's a pretty interesting development, and it almost makes me want to, you yeah. know, when I get a Wii U, it almost makes me want to force every one of my friends to buy a Wii U and get <laughs> Aliens Colonial Marines to play with me. But um, I think that's a really cool, exciting option. I, think I just hope tr- you can use two of those big controllers, because, it, I don't know, if you get one of those controllers in a game like Madden, you'd be so much overpowered when you're picking your plays or something like that. It could, I don't know, you just can't even it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm sort of like, I'm hoping Nintendo does it right, but they said there might only be one in compatibility, so. They might offer, you know, like uh, different, you know, like bundles or something, because I, I'm I'm expecting that controller separately to be a bit expensive, uh, more than the, the Wiimote nunchuck combo or whatever. Um Maybe around seventy, eighty bucks per control. <laughs> that's I was a lot. gonna say that sounds about right. Eighty bucks. That, yeah, that's yeah. probably what I'm expecting. Um, yeah, they can get away with that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still a lot. Uh, if if they do like a bundle where you, like, they release a normal version where for I hope three hundred dollars. Uh, cross my fingers. Um, <laughs> too expensive. Um, you know, like they did with the 3ds and then uh, backpedal. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, I, I I can talk more and more, but uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, Wii U. I think I need to see more about what it actually is because I'm still kind of confused about how that whole thing is going to work out. Like, I don't even understand. Like, is it going to come with like a Wii remote, or am I going to have to supply that myself? I mean, I have them here, but it just seems yeah. to me like. I would, I would hope that if they are going to do motion control, and it seems like they are, that they would have an upgraded version of the Wii Remote for the Wii U that 
maybe has some better fidelity than even the Wii Motion Plus version. They're definitely going to bank on the people that already have all the controllers, so definitely keep your controllers. Yeah, well, I'll be keeping all my stuff, but I'm just kind of, I would prefer that they had something like, you know, shiny and brand new completely that, you know, had better better control. The tablet controller? Well, yeah, yeah, but as far as like the actual remote, I I guess I don't... It seems they added a, a magnetometer to it uh, uh, to add even more um, uh, precision to oh, wow. the gyroscope, I guess, to the uh, to s- the sense uh, sense uh, which direction it's in. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, cell phones have that most, or right. at least most modern cell phones, and I think the Move controller also has that. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's the first I've heard <laughs> of it being put in the in the Wii U. Uh, yeah. Tablet controller they, though, that's cool. They, they mentioned it on the specs uh, from uh, the last E3. Uh, yeah, it has a mag- magnetometer. Hmm. And, uh, I don't really pay attention to a lot of Nintendo stuff. Yeah, I'm not a, huge, well, I'm, I'm not I'm, a Nintendo I'm, guy. So I'm I'm the media manager, so I kind of go through <laughs> a bunch of PDFs sometimes, especially E3, and there's a lot of information that I have to take out of. Uh, like release dates and whatnot, so that's why. <laughs> and we appreciate it. You you make everybody's job so much easier. With You're welcome. Stuff. I, I, I love that. So thank you. Thank you. Um, no oh, I think we lost Rob. Oh. Hopefully he will get back in here. Oh, he'll. Hopefully he'll call back what is in. That? I mean, I'll just get him in here. Oh, he's coming back. Maybe. No. Hopefully. Do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, anyway, I guess I'll go ahead and go on with yep. mine. Um, I guess I, we already mentioned Mass Effect 3, but that definitely is um, my number one. Like, that's my game of the year for 2012. I'm just going to call it right now. Um, I'm a freaking huge Mass Effect fan, and, and I love that universe. But um, one of the games that I want to talk about is something that I think is going under a lot of people's radar. But uh, I really like the look of the new Tomb Raider. Um, oh yeah, I, I mm-hmm. like what Crystal Dynamics has done with the with the franchise since uh, since they took it over, and yep. uh, like I think I think Underworld was actually underrated. Um, I thought that was a really cool like the game was beautiful for one, but I liked the <laughs> stuff with the Norse mythology and now taking it like back to the basics and having this uh, kind of green version of Laura Croft who isn't the same uh, confident woman that she is in, in the later games, I think it's a really interesting prospect. And uh, I'm hoping that it'll finally deliver on my, you know, the, the promise that Metal Gear Solid 3 gave of actually trying to survive in a harsh wilderness. I, hmm. I just think that the game looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it does It does look gorgeous from what they showed, and it, it looks more of a mature um, ambience. I mean, she she's young, obviously, but I'm saying the situation, the way she reacts, it looks more of a much, the way probably like you know the older uh, Tomb Raiders are more, I don't know, childish, I guess, in, or cartoony. Well, they they definitely are, you know they they go for their T rating and they don't try to push the envelope any further than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, see, definitely seeing her get kind of impaled by rebar and having to kind of patch yourself up. I mean, yeah. that, that, oh, that, that'd be sick. You know, that definitely like gets you <laughs> like, th- like worried about her and stuff. And like, Oh man, like this is, this is for real. Like she isn't, you know, this isn't going to be like a health pack away from being fine. Like, you know, she's limping around and, and everything like that. So it, it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I know. Also uh, past that, um, kind of a little game, but 
I'm really looking forward to Alan Wake, uh, American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm worried about it because they said they want it to be more action-packed, and that's not the direction I want that series to go. But Alan Wake was one of my favorite games last year. It was, like, number two on my, my top five. Hmm. I, I just really love the storytelling and the, the way they integrate music into the game. Uh, I, I think Alan Wake is an interesting character, and I definitely want to see more from him. But uh, I, I am a little hesitant about the action focus of the game, because the action was not the best part of Alan Wake, uh, by any means. Uh, oh, so it was more like an adventure game, rather than... It was focused on... it's. You know, what I'm saying is, there's a difference. You know, I know we have all these genres, and sometimes it's confusing to, like, separate everything, but right. it, it, from what I've seen, I didn't play the game... It looked more like an adventure game, and you know, almost like uh, the old school um, point and click. But it, no, it, but it definitely I, had like like plenty of combat, and I think it had a little too much combat. So, and mm-hmm. I, I definitely wanted a sequel to have like a good like sixty to eighty percent less combat and more story. And it seems like they're going the other direction with it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I still want more Alan Wake, and it's the same team working on it, so I'm I'm still hopeful that it's going to be, you know, a, a, you know, a, a worthy sequel. Mm-hmm. And it's down a little bit. I think that's the way that that Alan Wake needs to go. The game didn't sell well, um, so them going for a downloadable distribution is is definitely the way to go. Yeah, it cut costs, and and they might be somewhat uh, by doing these choices, they're really taking a big risk, like. They're changing what they did from the first one, you know, to go more action-oriented. So let's hope they they don't fail with this game. I hope that they succeed. <laughs> and um, it wasn't really big on my list, but the more the closer we get to it, the more excited I get about it. I really want uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, oh. I, I, and it's not because of the Tekken part of it at all. But just everything that I've seen about that game, it, it looks and feels like a Street Fighter Alpha game to me. And wow. Alpha 3 is one of my favorite games in the, in the Street Fighter franchise. And if I can get more Alpha, I, like, I'm, I'm totally on board. And having characters like, uh, you know, Mike Hagar in there and uh, Poison from Final Fight is relevant to my interests. So I, yeah. I want that game. I don't, I'm not going to buy it when it comes out. You can, you can go back and listen to our Capcom podcast from last week. <laughs> because I know there's going to be a Street Fighter Cross Tekken plus Alpha Hyper Edition duo at some point, so I'll go ahead and wait. <laughs> but but I do want to play that game. So yeah, uh, you know, 2012 is going to be pretty awesome. Indeed, uh, I forgot to mention one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Metal Gear Rising Revenge. Revenge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, but I'm also a huge fan of Platinum. Platinum, and yeah. That game looks like Metal Gear and Bayonetta had a baby, and that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's fine by me. That, that game looks a lot of fun. It looks hilarious. I mean, just, like, watching that video, I couldn't stop laughing at all those slashes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how Platinum rolls. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean... By all means, make that a full action game. Like, I don't mind them not having the stealth in there um, and taking it yeah. a, little, a little bit ridiculous. Um, I, I still... I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to really count it as part of the Metal Gear canon. Yes, yeah, well, it's a rising title, I guess, now, right? They're not solid anymore? 
Right, right. I mean, but it does take place after Metal Gear Solid 4, but I'm still going to kind of treat it as kind of like a, you know, this is a this is a fun thing, but it's not really tied into anything else. You can just kind of play with it and do whatever you want with Raiden and his awesome choppy sword. But, uh, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be like a crucial part of the storyline. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that they're branching out even more. Like, I would hope they would make, like, a regular Metal Gear again or something like that, too. I, I think there's so much potential for storyline writing there, and they've already used so many storylines. You can pretty much go every, anywhere you want because it's, like, a in the future, now. <laughs> but I don't, it's, like, one of my favorite titles because of showing what the world can be and what people can act like yeah and with nanotechnology you know yeah hey uh hold on let's uh we're gonna pause did you start up yet and we're back um had a little technical difficulty <laughs> there um we'll fix it in post um so yeah we that, lost that was, rob um, on the way yeah we, we lost rob I need to fix it. <laughs> oddly enough we didn't really miss rob for like a long time so uh go oh. kill him forgot about it <laughs> i didn't know you were gone <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's been episode 46. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, just some housekeeping stuff before we take off. Um, I hope you like what we're doing with the show. Um, I really want to hear from you. Um, please leave comments in the uh, thread for the, this um, podcast for the posting. Um, let us know what you think and what you want to hear from us. Uh, you can also email us. Um, it's pixeltalk at pixelbit.com. And that's spelled P-I-X-L, no E. Um, we have some interesting stuff lined up for the future. Um, we're going to be on the evens, so we'll be back for episode 48, which we're going to kind of talk about story and games kind of based on what we saw from the um, upcoming uh, Rainbow Six like Target video. And th- that's kind of Rob's uh, topic. So yeah. uh, Do you want me to give like a brief? Yeah, go ahead. I'm really interested in talking about where video game stories can take up or not they've really approached uh, mature subject matter in an appropriate and in a way that is befitting uh, the format of video games. I think Rainbow Six, the new the new Rainbow Six, has phenomenal potential to do so. It seems like a very mature story, and I know personally I would like to see more of that. Um, we're going to talk about whether games, you know, have done so, whether we feel that they, there's room to grow in that territory, which I strongly feel there is. Yeah, Rob, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk or hear you talk about that because I met some of the guys who like work on the Tom Clancy games and I've been a Tom Clancy reader since sixth grade and there's so much potential that's not been being used there. I don't know why Modern Warfare has no storyline at all, really. It has so much Good. I'm, I hope you're. I, you know, I hope you're there for it, Patrick. I think that's that's a really, it's really interesting. Uh, it's really, it's, it's some really cool territory to go into. Yeah. So we're definitely looking forward to that. And then um, can't wait. I have something very special lined up for episode fifty, since we will be turning the big five zero, and Crew Two gets to handle that episode. Uh, that's going to be the Get Off My Lawn podcast. <laughs> um, yes. We're going to rant and rave about. All of our old man topics in gaming about how games used to be freaking awesome and now they suck and why <laughs> like the kids today don't understand why games were so awesome. Um, and it'll be kind of a funny podcast. I mean, obviously we're not 
we're not super serious about all that stuff. But there are, there are things that have gone away. Um, the arcade, for exactly, example. Yeah, you know. And instruction booklets, damn it. Dude. So, uh, <laughs> right so we'll, there we'll be talking you. about that. And uh, I, I definitely encourage uh, listeners to write in with comments and emails. Let us know your old man rants for gaming. Uh, I definitely want to read those on the air and, and kind of have it just be kind of this, uh, you know, participatory thing where we just kind of, you know, rant like old men for an hour about how games used to be. So look forward want, to that. I want people to write in and tell me I'm wrong about Dead Island. I, yeah, I want to hear it. Write yeah. in. Tell me I'm wrong about Dead Island and have valid reasons why. As long as you're writing in. Yes, Anything that we've said today, write in. Please. Um, and, and definitely um, participate in the site. You know, Read our stuff. Comment. Um, we're on the cusp of really getting, getting to that next level where we're, you know, we're, we're definitely up and coming. And, and we've been growing by leaps and bounds in the last few months. And the more you participate, the bigger we get and the more we grow and the faster we grow. So please now, uh, tell your friends, you know, like us on Facebook. Right. Um, if you could, if you like this podcast or if you like Crew One's podcast, please go to iTunes and uh, rate us and review us. We want honest reviews, so, you know, don't hold back. But uh, we definitely want more feedback there, and, and we'll definitely change the show based on what we're hearing. And, and, you know, definitely stick with us. This is kind of a new thing, and we want this to be, you know, a lot of fun, and we, and we want your input. Now is an exciting time to be a Pixelbit fan and to be a Pixelbit reader because you're on the uh, the ground floor of getting to see everything really start to take off. And it's a really exciting proposition for not only the reader, but us as writers as well. Uh, and we really encourage everybody to, to participate however you want. Definitely. And however you can. Definitely. And uh, one last thing, uh, if you know, we, we did talk a lot about Game of the Year, so feel free to check out our awesome... Game of the Year feature over at pixelbit.com. Uh, we worked really hard on it. Uh, it looks beautiful, and uh, I think we're all really happy with the way it came out. Definitely. So, it's uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for uh, for Crew Two, um, for Joachim, Patrick, Rob, uh, I'm Julian, and uh, we will see you in the future. Engage. Ooh. Bye. Bye. Adios.